Hey, it's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you uh, without a dope podcast. Welcome to this week in the association presented by Brothers Comics, our weekly NBA recap show. Although it's been a couple of weeks since we got together because of the holidays. On the line tonight is my favorite uh, center, uh, a stretch five. Uh, it, it, it's, it, it's Will Stacks. Will Stacks in the house. What's up? What's up? Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year 2018 in the house. That's right. That's right 2018. Yes, we missed a couple of weeks uh, just for holidays. It's kind of hard to get people together uh, with Christmas and whatnot. But we all ready straight to the New Year. So I'm going to throw it out there to you. What, what's your thoughts on New Year's? We've known each other for a thousand years. And I don't know that we've ever spent a New Year's Eve, you know, out together. I don't think. If, if we did, I don't remember it. So how is your New Year's Eve family-wise compared to, you know, back in the day? Well, it's definitely changed uh, since... Uh become a family man uh things have definitely toned down a bit you know but uh you know it's just a good time to be with friends or family or some combination of the two uh to bring in the new year to uh in with the uh, in with the new out with the old if you will and it's always good to uh spend it with uh, quality people whether it be friends or family uh definitely uh, with the family this year, and uh, we had a great time bringing in the New Year together. So, uh, happy 2018, everybody. All right. Now, I'm not a real big fan of New Year's Eve. Uh, typically speaking, my, my plans, at least in my solo single days, my plans would always fall apart. So, I just got to the point where I just didn't care. Uh, spent the night uh, previously uh, watching football. Uh, oh, no, that was New Year's Day. Excuse me. It was New Year's Eve. Um I was binge watching some show. I don't remember what it was, uh, but I binge watched some show with the missus and turned on Dick Clark's Rock and Eve at about eleven forty-five. Watched the ball drop, saw Mariah Carey, and I was good. Then they put Britney Spears on in Las Vegas. I was like, click. Oh. Had to turn this um, off. <laughs> <laughs> that was so, the time. Time to go. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, that was more than enough. So, yeah, I let that go. So, yeah, so that was pretty much my New Year's. Uh, and related to that, uh, on New Year's Day, we get the two semifinals for the national championship. And this is our jump ball topic, by the way. Um, who you got? You know, SEC versus SEC, Georgia, Alabama, two, one great game yesterday. Uh, one, not so much. But, uh, yeah, who you got? I got to roll with the dogs. I want to see Georgia step on through to win their first championship since 1980 in the days of Herschel Walker. Uh, I would love to see, I like the, the tandem running backs with Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle, but going against that uh, talented Alabama defense will be a tough chore. Uh, I expect an outstanding game. This could have been the SEC championship game. They just saved it to make it the national championship game. So um, expecting a real tight ball game, I don't expect high scoring. Uh, if I were a betting man, I might lay my chips with Alabama, but my heart uh, is going to lean with the dogs. Go Georgia. Yeah, I am too. Go dogs. I uh, do not want to see Alabama win another championship just because uh, I'm not sure if they should have made it to begin with. I understand why they made it, but um, – yeah, I'm not trying to see Saban lift up another uh, uh, glass trophy. All right. And last little jump ball topic before we get into it. We have to throw one RIP in, which happened right before Christmas. Uh, Long-time uh, commentator uh, Nick Edberg passed away, uh, 82 years old. He's literally the voice of our generation for uh, NBA basketball, especially on NBC. Uh, you got any Dick Edberg memories? Well, so many Dick Inberg memories, you know, not only basketball, with baseball, the Olympics, definitely known for. But since we are an NBA show, one NBA memory did uh, stand out. It was the 1992 NBA All-Star Game where Magic Johnson was voted in by the fans, although he had already retired. So he did play in the All-Star Game, and he had a pretty good you know, game until the last minute or so where he hit three threes in a row with the last one, a fadeaway with like 15 seconds to go. And even though there was time on the clock, everybody said, oh, that's it. Let's end it right there. And Dick Emberg, 
Dick Enberg handled the call like only he can with his patented, oh, my, as Magic Johnson sank the three, and that was uh, definitely one of many great Dick Enberg memories. Yeah, Dick Enberg. uh, I mean, so many of the voices on NBC for the NBA as well, but also on their their Wimbledon coverage, um, you know, with Bud Collins teaming up for many years to call so many of the finals for Wimbledon. Uh, So a lot of my memories for Dick Enberg are attached to Wimbledon as well. So, yes, R.I.P. Dick Enberg. uh, You'll definitely be missed. We lost Bud Collins last year, so uh, it's definitely kind of weird that uh, both of them uh, went out in the last couple of years. All right, let's get to the basketball as we get through the jump ball and head into the first quarter. Um, Houston, we have a problem. Uh, the Rockets 5-5 five and five in their last 10 games after having this long winning streak broken by the Lakers. Two games now behind Golden State in the West. Now Harden uh, pulls his hamstring. He's going to be out at least two weeks. Um, what's going on in Houston? They're in real, real trouble. Uh, well, I think they're in a little bit of trouble. Uh, again, Harden being out a couple of weeks, they'll survive that. However, I think some reality did set in with the Rockets. Uh, you know, they shoot the three, shoot the three, shoot the three, and what's the old saying? You live by the three, you die by the three. If they aren't hitting the three, what are they going to do? And uh, we've seen uh, what's happened uh, with their five and five over the last ten, as you mentioned. You know, they're still a solid ball club. Uh, you know, the injury will hurt uh, Chris Paul. We'll have to elevate his game as uh, they did when Chris Paul was out. So we'll see if CP3, the leader, uh, really steps up with James Harden out. Uh, the Rockets, you know, probably in a place where many thought they would be in the two spot. Not too many saw them in the one spot in the West. So we'll see what happens. Um, CP3 needs to step up to keep the Rockets uh, rolling in the West. They definitely seem to struggle coming off that losing streak, some tough losses. Uh, the loss in Boston that they were up 26 points and losing in the final two, uh, like the line of last final seconds, five seconds, uh, two offensive fouls on Harden at the end of the game. Uh, yeah, just a little bit of a struggle. Plus, this is coming after their um, their GM, I think it was uh, Maury, went on radio and basically said the team is just obsessed with beating um, uh, Golden State. Like, that's pretty much everything that's – been thrown into beating the uh, beating the Dubs. Uh, could there just be a little bit of a, a lack here? Like, well, you know, we're not even – they get their lull a little bit early in the season or late in the season. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, it's, it's probably if you poll the team or even the coaching staff, they would not say, you know, oh, we're only focused on beating the Warriors. That sounds like the owner himself, you know, or – making that statement that he's focused on only want to be Golden State. You know, I think the team and the coaching staff probably wouldn't echo those same statements. Uh, So I hope that doesn't lead to any problems in the locker room, you know, with his team. However, uh, the Rockets, you know, as we said, they, they really need to show, hey, we're more than just James Harden while he's out uh, for these couple of weeks. And they say at least two weeks could be more. So without Harden, you know, like we said, CP3 needs to step up. Eric Gordon continues. He needs to play well. Uh, they need more uh, from Anderson. They need more from, you know, Capella up front. He's coming off an injury as well. So uh, we'll see if uh, a team, Houston Rocket team, without their scoring leader, MVP uh, candidate, uh, James Harden, we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, time will tell how the Rockets will do in his absence. All right. As we hit into the second quarter, uh, Isaiah Thomas is finally going to return for uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, and they need it. Cavs struggling after their Christmas Day loss to uh, to the Doves, loses a three straight. What can this mean for the Cavs? Well, you know, it is a New Year, uh, New Year gift, if you will, for the Cavaliers coming off their West Coast 0-3 trip. Uh, you know, an all-star performer, scorer like Isaiah Thomas can only be a good addition for the Cavaliers, something they definitely need. Uh, he's going to come off the bench to start with. We'll see how long that lasts. Um, tonight against Portland uh, should be a good test with their outstanding backcourt with uh, Damian Lillard and uh, C.J. McCollum. Lillard coming off an injury himself, but 
should be a good test. Uh, I would love to see how he and LeBron work together. Isaiah Thomas, another guy that loves the ball. Can he get it away from LeBron? Will LeBron play off the ball? Very curious to see that. Yeah. I'm, yeah, it's going to be very curious to see how they integrate him in there because he is a ball-dominant guard. Um, and definitely when the games are close at the end, you know, who's going to wind up being the closer? Because uh, he's used to being the closer and LeBron is as well. So uh, definitely going to be interesting for the Cavs. Uh, they lose a close game to the Dubs on Christmas Day. Um kind of side topic here. Uh, was LeBron fouled? Uh, LeBron was definitely fouled. You know, there were two instances where uh, KD was credited for the defensive play. The first instance, he fouled LeBron twice in the same play. Neither was called. In the second instance, I'll give LeBron. LeBron should have been tougher on that one. I think LeBron, big man as he is, he's got to play through that contact. And, uh, yes, there was contact. A foul could have been called. But that one, I say, eh, KD plays strong D. And, hey, LeBron has to be strong enough to get through that. He's a big, strong man. He can play through that little contact. So uh, he did get away with a little bit. But, uh, you know, the refs, I hate when they come back a couple days later with the the report to say, oh, yeah, the refs missed three fouls in the last two minutes. Why are you throwing the refs under the bus like that? You know, uh, that's pretty – I don't like when the NBA does that. Yeah, that last two-minute report is probably going to wind up being a topic on this podcast at some point in time, but not tonight. Um, There's also two – I mean, we've watched the NBA for a long time. Y'all know, I mean, unless it's vicious, they're not calling a a foul like that in the last whatever seconds of a game, you know, to put people on the line. It's just not going to happen. So even for superstars, that's like a time when they're even going to get fouled and not get called. So I'm not really surprised they didn't. I thought he got fouled as well. Um, But I'm totally not surprised that they didn't call it in the last, you know, under 10 seconds. Now, if it had been uh, Zaza Pachulia that uh, (laughs) gave the same amount of contact with LeBron, there would have been a foul called. But it was AD against LeBron. No foul was called. So take that. As you wish, you know, is there a double standard? Of course there is. Of course, yeah. And LeBron's his worst, almost worst enemy, too, because he does have a history of flopping. Um, so that does play against him as well. But and he's not going to get that call on the road under 10 seconds. This is not happening. <laughs> I don't even yeah. think that that was even a possibility that that ref was going to blow that whistle in that moment on Christmas Day. On Christmas Day, yeah, that would have been a tough, tough call. But. You know, that is the king, so you yeah. never know with LeBron. So. All right. Uh, also, uh, is that you noted that um, IT is going to be playing against the Blazers tonight, and then tomorrow night on a back-to-back, because he's on minutes restrictions, he is not going to play against uh, the Boston Celtics in a return. And uh, Stephen A. Smith wasn't happy about it. I'm kind of not happy about it either. I, I probably would have waited to hold him for that game. Um, I'm okay with him not playing. I very seldom agree. Well, I don't often agree with Stephen A. Smith, but in this <laughs> case, I am with him 1,000%. Uh, if you saw the first take argument, his argument was if he's able to play tonight, okay, you don't want him to play the back-to-back. So why not sit him out tonight, let him come back tomorrow? Uh, right. Then he doesn't have to play the back-to-back. Isaiah Thomas allegedly says, well, I want to be, uh, I want to see where I am before I make that return against the Celtics so I can, you know, he wants to drive home a message to them and he maybe isn't quite, quite ready or doesn't know where he is. So I think, you know, that's some personal issues there, personal ego that I want to give it back to the Celtics. Um, So I think that has something to do with the decision. But I think it's absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, I'm sure the fans in Boston would give, and they, I'm sure will, give him an outstanding ovation yeah. uh, when he gets there. Why not play him? I, I'm, I'm very disappointed. I was excited when they said, oh, he's ready to play. I saw this game on the calendar. Oh, he's going back to Boston already? 
and then they say, "Oh, he's not going to play." Very yeah, disappointing. Yeah, it's just, it's not like he left on bad terms. It's not like Kyrie going back to Cleveland. This is him right. going back after he got traded when he didn't want to be traded. You know, heart of the city player that you know everybody loves. It. Play him in the game. Let him get his standing ovation. I mean, he's even going to come out and sit on the bench. Like, I mean, let him get his standing O. Let him get his video tribute. All of that, and then we can move on with it. Now it's just going to make it doubly worse because next time they do play, you know, the stakes are probably going to be even higher than they're already going to be tomorrow night. So yeah, yeah February I, I, February eleventh is uh, the next trip to Boston for the Cavaliers. So. Uh, I'm sure he'll be ready by then. I hope he's ready to play. So, but yeah, I'm I'm a little disappointed uh, with the Cavalier organization for making that decision for him not to play tomorrow in Cle- or tomorrow in Boston. Yeah, a couple of other uh, returns you mentioned the one of Dane Lillard. He's coming back for uh, the Blazers after a hamstring as well. Bucks called up um, Jabari Parker from the G League. He's finally betting up to the to the main roster. And then Steph Curry returns after Christmas uh, and drops 38 in his return back to the uh, to the Dubs. So uh, the league's starting to round into shape after Christmas. Yeah, as we mentioned, after Christmas, kind of the uh, real, the opening, if you will, of the true NBA season. Everybody's got the rust off. Uh, you know, the roster's taking shape. Trades are about to be made. Um, so it's really time to kick it in the to overdrive to see exactly where you are to make the push towards the playoffs. I am really excited to see Jabari Parker back with Milwaukee. Uh, they're really, really close as a team. They got some outstanding athletes. We know uh, Antetokounmpo leading the way. Eric Bledsoe has come in and did positive things. Chris Middleton, and now you add Jabari Parker. Hey, the East. Uh, might have just gotten a little bit more interesting uh, up in Milwaukee. All right. And somebody that we, again, we don't talk about probably enough of the Toronto Raptors has made their little run as they've moved themselves into second place ahead of the Cavs in the East. Um, uh, DeMar Rosen goes for 52 last night, uh, you know, but I don't trust the Raptors. (laughs) We talked about them on a previous podcast. They, 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 they did go on a nice run, even took the number one spot there for a few days in the East. Um, and this they'll be right up there in the standings come playoff time, I'm sure. It doesn't matter unless they show they can do it in the playoffs. I'll still wait and see on the yeah. Toronto Raptors. That's uh, totally P.E., man. You can't trust it. All right, we head into halftime as Nasir, dream, uh, Nasir Jones brings us in. Oh. The halftime topic this week is uh, secondary uh, professional leagues. A couple of weeks ago, uh, LeVar Ball made an announcement that he was going to have a uh, a pro league, uh, semi-pro league, whatever you call it, for high school students that didn't want to do one and done in the NCAA tournament, that they could go to this professional league that he was going to start under the Big Baller brand. Uh, and then also it came out that Vince McMahon had sold some stocks from WWE and there's a possible restart of the XFL. All right. So we get into this topic of is there room or will people care enough about kind of secondary professional air quotation leagues? You know, there's been tries before the XFL, you know, had one year and was done. You know, the USFL had, I think, four years and done. Um uh, there hasn't really, I mean, there hasn't really been a, a secondary in, uh, professional basketball league really since what the ABA uh, was. There, I mean, that's that's pretty much been it. So, uh, is there room in a market for this? Like, is there something where people are going to go to this and pay their money? Let's start. Let's take the let's take the XFL first since, bas- uh, since the NFL is almost over. Yeah, the XFL has a better chance of getting uh, some, some some viewers. You know, when it did make its debut a few years ago, uh, there was a lot of interest initially where people were, hmm, curious. I want to see how this is going to work, you know, with the nicknames on the back and the, the new camera they introduced that the NFL now uses themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, there has been, there was some interest, but it quickly faded away. 
as the football uh, itself was not quality football. You know, and even a couple players even made it to the NFL uh, after playing in the XFL. But uh, they would have a better chance because there's more of a craze for professional football than the basketball. Uh, again, LeVar Ball, you know, is can knock his hustle trying to expand his brand. Uh, you know, there's a league already for players that aren't quite ready for the NBA. It's called the G League, uh, where, you know, players uh, go to improve their game and then, you know, may make it to the NBA after, you know, some production in the G League. You know, the CBA years ago was a league that was kind of a feeder, if you will, for the NBA. But, you know, they couldn't uh, sustain uh, their uh, life either, you know, only having uh, a thousand fans, if that, in the stands, and those were definitely family and friends, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> an arena, arena that holds 30,000, and you know, got a thousand people, that game could have been in a high school gym, so, right. you know, there was definitely some issues there, I'm sure Big Baller brand, you know, just because of LeVar Ball will initially get some eyes, you know, and unless they get that top, top player from high school to say, you know what, I want to go there and play, uh, he has um, not too many legs to stand on uh, for this league being successful at all. Even guys that don't want to go to college, if they play in this league, what are they going to do after that? They still won't right. be good enough to go to the NBA. So, um Again, can't knock his hustle, but I don't see success for this um, quote-unquote pro league started by Big Baller Brand. Yeah, uh, I've heard somebody describe um, LeVar Ball as a dude that has with barbershop ideas. Um, <laughs> I was like, that, uh, that is probably the most accurate description I have ever heard of somebody. And this does seem like a barbershop idea. Listen, man. Um, that's like that's asking people to pay money, like real money, to go see AAU basketball. And people yeah. don't really do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to go pay money to go see that, like real money. Like, I mean, you know, it's supposed to be in an NBA arena, which is going to cost a lot of money to rent them out. You know, they're going to use NBA rules and all that. And, like, I think that's a decent idea. You know, they're going to try to pay the dudes, what I say, three to ten Gs a month or whatever. So who's paying for that? You know what right. I mean? Like they're going to need sponsors. They're going to need TV. Somebody's got to put this shit on. I, I assure you the NBA is not going to let e – or ESPN ain't going to let the NBA uh, uh, put that on TV. You know, they're not going to be on ESPN or is it going to be on FX. And it's kind of like an aside topic to this, and I'm sure you've watched probably more of it than I have. That's like the what the three-baller league or whatever that I see started with the, the, the pros or whatever. Even yeah, that, which is former – yeah, former professional basketball players, and even I can't watch that much of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, yeah that I, yeah that had a little gimmick, but yeah, the big baller brand will not get a partnership with the NBA. Will not get a partnership with the G League, and definitely won't get one from the NCAA. So there, there's, there's nothing to to help sustain this league like you said it, it's a good idea in theory as you mentioned a barbershop idea <laughs> yeah. uh, but you know there's a lot of factors that need to come into play uh, for this to happen and uh, nobody's paying uh, 40 bucks to see a game they could see out on the playground because it's going to be a pretty similar uh, yeah. type of ball as you see on the playground so uh, great idea in theory. Can't see it happening, but, you know, don't put it past LeVar Ball. He'll get it going somewhere. If not in the United States, it might pop up in uh, Lithuania somewhere <laughs> where the Suns are playing right now. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah. And, the, I, I, again, I, we try to keep it to basketball-related stuff with the balls. The audacity of having uh, – La, what which I can't even remember which one the one that plays for the Lakers at this point and him as the logo on the on the thing I come on man yeah yeah that's, <laughs> uh, yeah he's uh, he's something else he's got a lot of ideas so you know yeah 
something yeah, to pop off. But we'll see. I'm a, I, I mean, I can't. I think I am with you on the XFL as well. It probably has a a little bit of a shot, more so because people love football so much. And you know, there's a little bit of the shine has come off the NFL with you know a lot of people. Um, you know, as long as he makes them all stand for the anthem. Uh, you know that'll draw a certain segment of population to the to the to watch the XFL, but that becomes a thing too. Where's this going to view as well? Is it just going to be streamed like online? You know, is it going to be on Twitter or whatever? I'm sure none of the networks are going to get in line to be throwing money at that after the first one failed. So watch um, it for uh, USA Network if they carry uh, WWE. Yeah, uh, USA might carry uh, XFL. You know, I'm sure they still have some. Uh, relationship with Vincent Mann. So uh, we'll see. But, yeah, the XFL, if it were to make a return, uh, has a possible at least one more season uh, where they could play. And uh, after that, uh, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not – neither one of those would be something I get my money to. I ain't going to go see – I definitely ain't going to go see no damn AAU basketball for $40. Like, that's be ridiculous. But – uh, I can't see me going seeing an F- XFL team, but it depends on where they put the teams. You know, maybe I, I, I don't know. I, one reason I thought that it failed the last time because wrestling was hot, like when it happened the first time, like super hot. I don't think wrestling is hot as it was back then. Um, I was like, they should have named all the teams after like wrestlers at the time, like the Miami, the Rocks, or whatever, and you know, and had the Rock, you know, be out there hyping up the team. You know, they playing the Triple H whatever team that they're from. You know what I mean? Like, to, to try to tie them together to get the connection between the two things uh, because just putting the teams out there, I don't even remember the names of any other teams of the XFL teams. I, I, mostly I remember, you know, he hate me. That's basically it. Yeah, that's that's the definitely thing people remember the most was he hate me. Uh, but, um, yeah, that would have been interesting to try to pair up with you with the WWE you know, as some type of combo thing, but then on the same note, you know, that took away, that may turn away some of the quote-unquote football people, uh, you know, with the connection with wrestling. But, uh, you know, that that's an idea. Sounds like a barbershop idea right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we got to... You know, go call Vince McMahon and uh, tweet him that idea. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh-huh, it's too funny. <laughs> we had out of the halftime. It was in the third quarter. All right, man. Oklahoma City, 7-3 uh, and three in their last 10. Our, our previous podcast, we were definitely on the, um, the death watch uh, for their coach's job on their road trip, but they come through it in marvelous colors. 7-3 uh, and three in their last 10, but they've actually lost two in a row. Um uh, they turned Mello, getting him off the ball and handling it, and turned him essentially straight up into a, uh, a jump shooter. Um, up to fifth in the West. Did they turn the corner, or was that was just a blip? I think they've turned the corner. They've uh, definitely made some strides. I think people are taking over more of a role. And when I say people, I'm saying uh, Russell Westbrook is definitely establishing himself as this is my team. Uh, Carmelo has a role as a shooter now. Paul George is say, okay, I'm I'm Robin, if you will, to the Batman and Russell Westbrook. So I think we're falling into place, or they are falling into place with specific roles, uh, which is definitely kind of helping the team where now they kind of know what they need to do night in and night out. So I think that in itself has uh, put them in a good position, and uh, that win in Indiana was huge. That triple overtime win in Philadelphia was gigantic, I believe, for the psyche of the team when they won that game. Uh, you know, they they lost the Carmelo return, uh, you know, to to New York, but you know, I think still the uh, the road trip was a success. So Billy Donovan still has a job, and yeah. <laughs> uh, you know they are they're playing well. Even the games they've lost of late, you know we had some controversy against Milwaukee, and they lost another close one. But uh, those close games are now the ones they're winning for the most part that they were losing earlier on in the year. So I think uh, they're turning the corner. So uh, I continue to see uh, the stock going up in OKC. Yeah, I saw somewhere that I think they were six and one in their last few games. 
uh, decided by three points or less where they had started the season one and eight. You know, so they're turning the corner on winning the close ones. Uh, and, yeah, moving up to fifth, definitely want to stay somewhere out of that range of getting Golden State in round two. Um, so, uh, yeah, good for good for Oklahoma City, good for Billy Donovan, too. As a coach, I kind of generally like him. I kind of – I kind of hope that it works out for him uh, and Oklahoma City being good, especially in this time that uh, Houston might be down a little bit, it makes the West a little bit more interesting. I, 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 I worry about Houston a little bit uh, with Harden being out for those two weeks that, you know, where they're going to get the points from. Uh, but, yeah, uh, good good for Billy Donovan, good for Oklahoma City. Is Melo going to just accept this role, though? At, at, you know, again, he could be that dude. Yeah, he's uh, – he, he's – a team killer in, in a lot of in a lot of eyes. I think uh, I think he may be understanding though. I don't know if somebody got in his ear or or some somebody sat him down and had a conversation. Whatever the case, I think uh, he may be understanding at least the last couple games that I've watched. You know, I think he's hey. You know, unless if I'm on the floor with Westbrook or with George, you know, my job is to. Spread the floor, spread the floor, spot up, spread the floor so they can do their work in the paint if if necessary. So I think he's understanding that. He understands his role being a true professional. Uh, now he just needs to add some defense to his game, and he'll be doing just fine for OKC. But I think, again, the stock is, is rising, uh, and they need to take advantage of while Harden is out. Maybe they can move up uh, another spot or two while Harden is out. So we'll see what happens, uh, you know, out in the West. All right. Okay, heading into the fourth quarter. All right, uh, a couple weeks ago, too, uh, the Hall of Fame candidates for the National uh, – the Basketball Hall of Fame came out a couple of weeks ago. Um, and the list of finalists um, – we're going to go over the list, and the, uh, – <clears throat> I, we're probably going to agree on most of this, but some of these dudes shouldn't be on this list, but they made it to finalists. So we're just going to go over the list of the finalists. Uh, it's in alphabetical order, if I'm not mistaken. That's close enough. All right. Ray Allen, Chauncey Billups, Grant Hill, Richard Rip Hamilton, Jason Kidd, Steve Nash. Okay. Well, Somebody got to come off this list. <laughs> immediately in that group, you know, uh, Rip Hamilton – uh, excuse me, a Hall of Famer, you have got to be kidding me. He is was a very solid player and had a couple of years there where he was, you know, probably the best player in Detroit. You know, well, the leading scorer in Detroit. I don't even want to say the best player because then Chauncey Phillips might have something to say about that. But right. uh, he was the leading scorer. But as a Hall of Famer, you have got to be kidding me. Uh, he is. I wouldn't even put him in the Hall of Very Good. Yeah. Uh, he's he's a Hall of Good. You know, the yeah. King of the Mask. You know, the, yeah. <laughs> uh, he he kept his uh, cornrows longer than Allen Iverson, if I recall correctly. Uh, yeah. But he was is not was not should not be in the Basketball Hall of Fame. Very good player, a good player, not a Hall of Famer. The other guys uh, on that list, ew, there's there's some debate. Billups, you know, we can go to Chauncey Billups. He had a great stretch in Detroit, but let's not forget some of his other stops in the league where he was definitely not uh, a Hall of Fame player. You know, he was drafted if uh, if my numbers are correct, number four overall out of Colorado, and he definitely did not show that type of skills. Uh, until he got to Detroit later on in his career. So um, he had a good stretch again, but again, not a Hall of Famer. He might make it to the Hall of Very Good for that stretch, but that stretch wasn't long enough to me uh, for him to be a Hall of Fame player. The others on that list, I think, are legitimate Hall of Famers, you know, Ray Allen had some great years in Milwaukee, had some great years in Seattle, had some great years, uh, you know, obviously when he got to Boston and then into Miami. So he had a long, extended career 
where he put up some big numbers wherever he was. So I would I would put Ray Allen in, uh, kid, no doubt, Hall of Famer. Uh, Steve Nash, you know, had a great stretch, two-time MVP even, uh, where he's, uh, you know, definitely Hall of Famer. I question the two MVPs, but that's another story. Uh, but he he was a Hall of Fame player. Grant Hill, he would be the question mark as far as how long did he do it. Because when he came into the league, his first couple of years, he was putting people on notice that, hey, I'm about to do some big things, but when we know uh, injuries uh, then set in for Grant Hill. Yeah, he came back later, was a spot-up shooter uh, later in his career for the most part. Uh, but did he do enough early on to be a Hall of Famer? Ooh, very, very uh, tough question. I'm going to give him the nod, you know, on the Gail Sears, Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis. Of, yeah, type of uh, Hall of Fame. They they did it great for a short time, so we'll go ahead and put him in. So for that note, I'll put Grant Hill in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I, yeah, we're in total agreement on this. I don't know how Rip Hamilton's name got anywhere. He, the only way he should go to the Hall of Fame is with a ticket um, yeah. and purchase to walk in and himself. Uh, you can't. I mean, because they don't they don't include his college basketball stuff in there, right? They don't. Or is it Man, just he it? wasn't even a standout player in Connecticut? I mean, he, <laughs> I, I believe he was on a national championship team, if I recall but he was not even the man at Connecticut. So uh, he is, no, even if they did, he still wouldn't be a Hall of Famer. You know, he would be in the Hall of Fame of the best player to ever wear a mask. Uh, (laughs) So for that, if they have a wing in the Hall of Fame for that, he is first ballot, no doubt. Yeah, Yeah, he's Hall of Fame cornrow as well. I'll give him that. Oh, yeah. There's no question. Him and Allen Iverson, you know, have a whole yeah. wing uh, yeah. to themselves. But, uh, you know, but no, not a Hall of Famer. Yeah, it's just starting backcourt. Um, all right, yeah, and then I'm with you on Billups, too. People forget how bad he was in Boston and then how bad he was in, in Denver, too. Like, he was not yeah. a very good basketball player or not a very good NBA basketball player. Right. You know, his, yeah. his his second act was great, you know, and they win that championship there and Detroit makes it to the finals or at least the Eastern Conference finals, I think, like five times in a row. I mean, like, I get that part, but mm, nah, he, his first act was really, really bad. I don't know if he can get into the Hall of Fame based on the second act. I saw him on some show. He was like, he thought he should be in. Him, Rip, and Ben Wallace. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, there's absolutely. And, you know, yeah, I heard the Ben Wallace thing, and they compared him to Dennis Rodman. I said, nope. no way, Jose. Nope, yeah. nope, 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 uh, nope, nope, nope. Now, again, nope. if you put him in for, you know, his hair, you know, hey, Ben Wallace oh, is in. You know, him yeah. and Artis Gilmore uh, yeah. might be in for the hair Hall of Fame, but uh, but no, not a Hall of Famer. All right. Yeah, it was just it was just weird. And basketball gets kind of weird sometimes. With uh, I, I compare the basketball Hall of Fame to the tennis Hall of Fame. Like if you win like a championship or a major, it almost is like an automatic end. You know what I'm saying? Like Michael Chang is in the tennis Hall of Fame. Like that nigga mm-hmm. should nowhere be in the tennis Hall of Fame. Yeah, absolutely you know what I mean? ridiculous. He won. Yeah. Uh, uh, he won the the French Open by smoke and mirrors, if I recall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, never – I think he made one other Grand Slam final, if I recall. He did, one U.S. Open, one U.S. Open final. And yeah. um, he has no business being in the Hall of Fame. And so, like, the NBA is kind of like that, too, whereas if you won a cha- if you win a championship, it's like an all – and if you were at least a star on that team that get it, like, it almost – like is a default that you're gonna get in, and I get it, and I don't care. There's no money on my back or whatever, but still. And and on that note, that Detroit team that won the championship was credited for being the team that didn't have a star. So right. you know they didn't have a star, so none of them should get in. Yeah. You know, and that, you know that kind of 
cements the point to me right there. They didn't have A stars. So you're not going to put all of them in, you know. To me, actually, the best player was Rashid Wallace. And he was wasn't even mentioned in that list there. So, uh, but you know, it's uh, yeah, not none of them are, are Hall of Famers. But like you said, they do have a championship ring and did have a nice run in the East. But they are not um, Hall of Fame players. All right. So as we hit to wrap up after the final buzzer, uh, exit music, man. What, what, what? Oh, no, excuse me. I, I jumped ahead. I'm sorry. I, I wanted to add this because you had said this on Instagram that um, a uh, somebody had put out there on their Instagram about picking the best player for each individual NBA team over the course of their history. And so uh, we were going to kind of start that alphabetically, uh, starting with the Atlanta Hawks. And we talked a little bit before I hit the record, but about you said that, like, to me, like, this is a no-brainer that this is Dominique Wilkins. Um, so yeah. you said that that wasn't the case, though, on Instagram. Yeah, there was no question in my mind, you know, Dominic Wilkins is the uh, best player in Atlanta Hawks history. Um, however, uh, I believe Bob Pettit uh, was the uh, person that was listed on this particular site. NBA Legends only uh, is the site, um, not to give them any pub. But, uh, you know, so I'll only speak about my opinion, our opinion, uh, Dominique Wilkins is the best player in Atlanta Hawks history. Um, he, if you think of Atlanta Hawks, you think of Dominique and some of his amazing highlights. Definitely why he's called the human highlight, you know. So, best player in Hawks history, Dominique Wilkins. Yeah, I don't know. There's not even up for debate. If you look up Atlanta Hawks in a dictionary, uh, whatever, there's going to be a picture of Dominique Wilkins in there. Not damn bullet Bob Pettit. Yeah. So um, yeah. <laughs> don't even think about it. So, yeah, I, I put on our notes that I was like, then who would be second? And we were talking a little bit there. So you could go with Bullet Bob Pettit if you wanted to, but you had a couple of others that could be the second greatest Hawk. Oh, definitely. You got to throw in uh, Spud Webb. You got uh, Mookie Blaylock, Kevin Willis, Cliff Levingston. All of those guys were outstanding Hawks. And, of course, you hear the – sarcasm in my voice as I go through this list. So, you know, <laughs> there's, there's only uh, one uh, Atlanta Hawk and, uh, yeah, definitely Dominique Wilkins. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I was thinking about it. I was like, Man, I remember Steve Smith played for the Hawks for a couple of years. He was high. Love Smitty. Love Smitty. But uh, even he is not uh, – no, not – no. He's in the Atlanta, Hall, Atlanta Hawks Hall of Fame, but he's – Definitely not the best player in Hawks history. Right. All right. So next, all right. So that'll be this week. Next week, uh, alphabetically, I don't know who we would be to. Boston. All right. Sounds good. Boston. Yeah, sounds good. All right. <laughs> so to wrap it up, man, like, what's the, what's your exit music? Oh, exit music. You know, I, I thought a thing about I want exit music with purpose, and uh, for this one, there is a purpose. I'm going to go to. A uh, song by Main Source from mm. the White Man Can't Jump soundtrack, Faking the uh -oh. Funk. And <laughs> this song is dedicated to the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> Are they faking the funk? You know, the process, they were up to, I believe, a four spot in the East. But as we speak this moment, they are number 10 in the East on the outside of the playoff picture. Um, you know, they need to go ahead and let MB play, take him off of the minutes restriction. If he's going to play, let him play because uh, at their current pace, hey, they'll be watching the playoffs again and the process, I guess, not working, if you will, if they don't. So, you know, hey, you got an outstanding talent in MB. You got to let the man play. And even when he does, you know, hey, they're still not quite there. So are they faking the funk? So they are uh, the theme, if you will, of our song this week by Main Source. Okay. Yeah. I know one of your faves from back in the day. Uh, there's a whole podcast that we could talk about about trying to find a dude's solo album after he broke off with Main Source. Oh, Lars <laughs> Yeah, it was Lars so Professor, many. No doubt. Yeah. It was no. so many, like starts and stops and where you could find it. And I was looking up in magazines and books. 
like trying everywhere to find dudes solo. So yeah, uh, that's that's nice. You didn't give me the year. You usually with the, good with the year. Oh, so, you know, I think it was, soundtrack. I, you know that that's true. White man. I want to say nineteen ninety-seven, ninety-six, somewhere in that ballpark. I think it was ninety-seven. I didn't have that info. wasn't sure my bad on that, but I'm I'm thinking it was ninety-seven. Uh, ninety six, ninety seven in that range. Oh, I'm uh, to the Google uh, just to make sure. Uh, White man can't jump. Nineteen ninety two, sir. 1992. Oh man, way off. Nineteen ninety two. I was thinking that might be a little late. All right. There you go. Okay, so all right, this was main source starts to play us out. What's your game of the week coming up? If you can't pick. Cavs and Boston tomorrow night. Can't pick Cavs, Boston, so I did have a standby. How about Thursday night? The Golden State Warriors visit the James Harden-less Houston Rockets. What will the Rockets do against the Warriors without James Harden? I think, hey, this is if they want to make a statement, this is the time to do it without their leading scorer. But another game to watch would be Saturday um, Saturday is the New Orleans Pelicans who have slipped into the eighth spot in the West as they travel to Minnesota, who has risen to the fourth seed currently in the West. So two up-and-coming teams, uh, you know, that should be a quality ball game as well. So uh, there's two games. But, yeah, that Thursday night, uh, Warriors at the Rockets will be a big test without James Harden. I was looking at Friday on January the 5th. We got uh, Toronto at Milwaukee. Uh, again, a good game for the Raptors to go on the road, play against a good team that, you know, they could possibly see in the playoffs based on seeding, um, just to see if they could go on the road and do something. Uh, again, I, you can't trust it, but God love the Raptors, man, whatever. <laughs> I just want to see them do well. And when they do play well, they are one of the more interesting teams watch especially in the east uh so yeah uh i'm going to friday night definitely one of my favorites uh shields to team lock it up all right so as we start to wrap this up um one other thing man you are in the the grips of the 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 cold spell man how you holding up Woo! boy i tell you i don't have enough blankets i tell you <laughs> minus 22 today what? Uh, wind chill. Uh, that's what I saw this morning. That was like uh, not going outside. So, uh, you know, it's uh, definitely bone chilling up here in Ohio. Uh, hopefully it's a passing phase. But, um, you know, hey, that's the way it is up here in the Midwest in the winter. Okay. All right. Yes, it's a balmy 65 degrees here in sunny South Florida. I'll just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> but we are going to get colder. At the cold spell is going to stretch down to here, too. So that's that. All right, so we whack up this week in the association. Uh, remember, this show is part of the Brothers Comics Podcasting Network. Uh, find your show, find your life. Um, the intersection with Malika Salam, uh, the comic book show. Uh, with myself, the Game of Thrones recap podcast, uh, Mr. Robot, the Unmasked podcast. Uh, lots of podcasts coming up. Uh, just to throw out there for you too, man. We're going to be doing the, as Black Lightning is going to make his premiere on the CW here in two weeks, uh, we will be recapping the Black Lightning uh, comic book show. So uh, if you're into Black Lightning, uh, superheroes and whatnot, we will be recapping that, that show. Kind of excited about it. Not so sure about the star dude that was on uh, Living Single, but whatever. Alright, so uh, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Uh, so yeah, so that, let's see how that goes. But yeah, find the show, get to that. Uh, it's called Brothers Cowboys Network. Uh, Will Stacks, where can they find you, man? Uh, Will Stacks uh, on Instagram. That's at Will Stacks, W-I-L-L-S-T-A-C-K-S at Will Stacks on Instagram. Please look me up. Send me a message. Let me know what you think of the show at Mr. Waters 77 on Twitter. That's at Mr. Waters W A T E R S 77 on Twitter. Let me know what you think of this week in the association. All right, all right. And again, you can be able to find me, the producer at Brothers Comics, uh, at Brothers Comics P R O T H A S E O M I T S on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. 
Um, yeah, that's that. You'll be able to find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, uh, wherever your favorite podcast streaming locations are. You'll be able to find Brothers Comics. Just search Brothers Comics. And that'll start to wrap us up here, man. All right. Thank you. We, uh, like I said, we missed it for a couple of weeks. Uh, we missed uh, being able to talk about this ball night. All right, so Will Stacks, go ahead and sign out. Hey, it's good to be back in 2018, but Will Stacks is out. We'll see you guys on the other side. Peace. Cut your feet, cut your feet, cut your feet.